Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by our YouTube channel. All right, if you've been listening to the show, then you know that we are on YouTube doing daily uploads for all of 2017. All right, we're in February now. We've been doing uploads every day, and we're not stopping anytime soon. So go to YouTube, type in Natural Habitat Podcast, subscribe, share, like, comment, do all the things that you do on YouTube. Become interactive because we are there, we're listening, we're watching, and we're uploading every single day. So make sure that you subscribe now. Go do it now. I'll wait. You just open up a new tab in whatever on your phone or or in your... Yeah, you got it. You got it. Okay. YouTube. Type in Natural Habitat Podcast in the search bar. Okay, there it is. Now, click subscribe. Boom. You are now subscribed. And you will be getting daily updates. You turn the updates off if they bug you. But check back every day because we got something new. New content, new archived episodes. That's like a new old thing. But uh, new top fives, all kinds of shit coming on YouTube. So make sure that you keep an eye there. You guys ready to get into into today's episode? You guys ready to hear me stumble over some words? I hope so. Let's do it. up everybody welcome to the natural habitat podcast my name is mikey booyah first of all thank you for joining us we are uh in our in a new hundo this is episode 301 who would have thought that we would have made it this far none of my haters that's for sure holy shit are you serious my phone's going off my phone's going off right now that is unprofessional as fuck and if that didn't even make it to the microphone then then I just put myself on blast for nothing. So I'm going to edit all that out. And I'm also going to turn my phone sound down. Okay, <laughs> now we're back. Um, thank you for all the support, for you guys joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, this has been a dream of mine since I was four years old to host a podcast. I just didn't know it. And now that I'm here, <clears throat> it's I'm getting all choked up. Oh, man. <sighs> all right, I just want to say thank you. And that's it. All right. Um, today, I have a special interview that myself and that killer Chris did with one David Alexander, aka the Dirtball, formerly of Suburban Noise Records, and now part of United Family with uh, Daddy X of the Cottonmouth Kings, and um, he is in the new revamped Cottonmouth Kings. He is working on putting out Firestrike, which is an album that people have been anticipating from him for years. But there was a lot of uh, technicality, a lot of stuff that went down, and now he is able to release it. 
So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how he got into music, growing up in Oregon, and just a lot of things that you might not know about the Dirtball. Everybody gets to see one side of him as an artist, and I learned a lot of things from this interview. You, you really see a cool side of this guy that a lot of people don't know is there. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play this interview, get into it, and we'll take it away. So here it is. We have Dirtball live on the line. Can yeah. you hear me, my friend? What up? What up, everybody? How's what up, Dirtball? All right. First of all, thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Fucking much love for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. And mm-hmm. uh, just for, for people that know you as the Dirtball, the rapper, yeah. but don't know too much about you, you live and also grew up in Oregon. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I born and raised in Central Oregon, actually Bend, and um, now I still live in the area, but I, I moved out about an hour out into the woods. So who knows why? Well, a yeah. lot of reasons why, but it's <laughs> so now I live out deep in the woods. Yeah, that's dope so though. Like by yourself, all secluded. Yeah, it's nice. I've got another little studio house that I I uh, kind of create in. In I mean, it, it's I have a cool setup, so it's. You know, it's it's pretty deep though, dude. There's not. I mean, it's some. Sometimes I drink too much and <laughs> smoke too much out here, and I you get start hearing things and shit. I hunt a lot, so oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's just kind of a weird place. Cougars and no bears where I'm at, but anyway, nah, yeah. So I'm yeah. still in Oregon. That's yep. dope, man. That's dope. So you enjoy you enjoy the nature, being out in the thick of it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like pretty much how I was raised around here. So I've always maintained like a um, good balance of. You know, some people disagree with that, but I think in the long in the long run, balancing your life between touring and 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 your home, what you love to do, is super important. And and even if in the interim it seems like you're probably wasting that six month period, you're really not because you're just creating so much more of yourself and keeping yourself balanced. And yeah, definitely got to have a balance. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, so I did a little bit of research and I found out that. Before you started making music, you were a drummer. When did you start drumming? Yeah, uh, I started drumming when I was shit. I think probably five, four or five. My parents had me. My parents play music. And they actually uh, they play bluegrass music and they have a band and all this stuff. It's pretty great. Nice. What's but, the name of the band? Uh, Quincy Street is the name of the band, and that uh, they they raised me doing doing music. And uh-huh. so I started playing piano. Actually, I started doing piano pretty much first when I was really, really small. Like I was saying, four or five. Right around then, I got a drum set, but I still played piano, which has helped me a lot in production. But uh, so I got on the drums, ran the drums through all of my schooling, and did like you know every jazz band, every jazz choir thing. Always was the drummer. My buddy played bass, and we kind of had a little rhythm section. And so I got I got pretty good on the drums. And then um, in let's see. God, well, when I was when I was 15 or 16, yeah, I started, I had a band in high school, and I started singing behind the drum set a little bit. So, that, so that was the first band, or were you like in and out of a few here and that there? first band and band that I had, and then when I left, um, when I left band, I actually went to Sweden for two years, and um, I had... Uh, we did a little music there, but not as much as I wanted to. So when I came back, I, I, I was uh, another phase of my life. I, I, had, I was on scholarship at University of Utah because I was a ski racer. Uh-huh. That was the thing I grew up doing. Damn, uh, so, well, okay, so in between 
playing drums and piano as a young child, you were also a, you were also a ski racer and good enough to where you got a scholarship. Yes, it's an NCAA um, scholarship. The plan was, uh, you know, as that part of my life when I was I was just doing music as a hobby and is something I just did all my life. So I never really thought about like, oh, I'm gonna. My my plan wasn't really to make it in music until I turned um, 18, 19. But I was ski racing so much, I was trying to make the Olympic team. And it's and it's this is cross country ski racing, like Nordic ski racing. So when you see on the Olympics, um, the dudes like skate yeah. like that that type of skiing. So uh, everything that I was crazy. around was you know trying to be on the Olympic team, and that was my path too. So even Sweden, when I went there, I went and trained with the Swedish national coach at this school that a lot, a lot of the Olympians here in the U.S. go to. And so it was. Now, and what then was I, like? And I got a scholarship to Utah. NCAA and started racing that way and and that's when I started a band called Chola it was uh -huh. like a funk rap band and we have a couple we I mean we recorded a couple records all on tape and stuff yeah. you know it's way back but uh Man. they're pretty dope and we did we did really well we had a lot of labels looking at us but we were more of like a um Intermountain like a regional regional band in Salt Lake City I lived there that was obviously where University of Utah was yeah, but yeah. I, I lived there for six six and a half years and we pretty much blew up that spot, but we were more just like, I think we, we didn't write hits or, you know, we weren't writing. We were more of a jam rap. I would like rap behind the drums. Uh -huh. That's why when I was saying in the old band, I started like singing a little bit and realizing, oh shit, I listened to so much rap music. I can start rapping and drumming. And you would just freestyle over the, while you were drumming? Man, that's some yeah. talent. It's yeah, hard to do. Yeah, that's when, that's super I, talent. <laughs> it was crazy. I haven't really even busted that out on anybody. The only time I everybody's ever really seen me is like doing with stand up kid at shows with the like Lottie Dottie. I'll do that at like Cottonmouth shows. Uh -huh. But as far as what we did with Chola, I was really, really nailing rhymes, and that's what created my rhyming patterns in my like. I never set out to be a, a faster chopper MC. I just was playing the drums. And He's hitting with the, beat. The, the verses with my, you know, the symbols. My mouth was the symbols almost. It was like a man. You were like was, in touch with that the drums that just like getting. Yeah, it. yeah. It, it was it like totally crafted. It was my, like you had a like you had an extra pad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah that's dope. That's and dope. It crafted my rap style. So, I, I, we had that band for a long time. About again five or six years, and then I'm, I'm almost gonna cap, cap this off here. But the, the <laughs> um. The ski racing broke both my feet in like my I think it was my my junior year at University of Utah, Damn. and everything was going well. But it was such a blessing in disguise because I, I really you know sports doesn't make you very much money, and definitely not the ski business. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, unless you're an NBA or I mean even then it's going to be really hard. So I had to make that decision right when I broke my feet. Okay, do I want to keep doing this as a full blown career and jump over the canyon and just say fuck it all and it's all music? Or do I want to do this? So I just said, fuck it all. It's all music. And then I had the band Chola in Salt Lake. That band, uh, I actually had to split it up when when um, the Olympics were in Salt Lake City. I was kind of getting to a point where I'm like, okay, I think I need to get do this off of the drum set. Because I realized I had this skill set that I developed pretty uh -huh. uniquely. And I, and I was jumping off and rapping on beats on my own. And I was making little demos. And I was thinking, damn. I can do this. And so I started sending those out. I made one uh, called Dirty D Project Volume 1. And and it was, you know, pretty amateur. But as, actually, I look back on it, and I'm like, you know, the, it wasn't too bad. But the uh, 
I sent it out, sent it out to all sorts of labels, like promo packs, old school style. Before, yeah, before yeah. we could just put EPKs yeah. or whatever. Before you know. the electronic ones. Yeah, glossies. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the bio and the CD. Yeah. And and I sent them over probably three, four hundred different labels. And Brad X was the the dude that picked me up at Suburban Noise at the time. And so uh, and then from there, that was oh three. And then from there, it's just you know. It's just gone on and on. So yeah, that's crazy, man. I uh, I had no idea that you were that close to making the Olympic team, and it's crazy how things work out. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it probably yeah. was devastating at the time. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty crazy. But I, our band was doing so well, and I was starting to see that this could be a. You know, I could actually make a living off of music, and and so I think that saved me. And like I said, it was either a power bar sponsorship. Or, you know, go make your own money with what you have ample amounts of within you to do. So Yeah, and that's yeah. hard when you have two things that you love to do and have to pick one. You're just like, man, what fuck? Like, which way do I go kind of shit? Right, right. And then, so, like, when you pick the music, it's just like, but it's like, man, like, you can hear that it just comes out naturally, you know? Like, when you, when you hear your records and music and stuff, it's just like you just flow naturally. It's like just so on point and on being. It's just dope, man. Like, I love the music and shit, so I'm a big fan. Like, Thank you, dude. Appreciate that. So, uh, so you started, um, when you started making these albums, you made the Dirty D Project Volume 1. Yes. And, uh. Papa D-Ball. I know, I know that you are, I know that you are a big user of the home studio, which everybody is nowadays. A lot of the songs you hear on the radio are made in home studios. And you and us come from a time before there was a studio in everybody's house that could yep. make quality music before yep. electronic press kits, before SoundCloud and YouTube yeah, and all these. When you had to actually go out and pass out your music on disc and, and tapes and stuff. Yeah, you couldn't monetize yeah. your music and put it online yep. and make money. You couldn't just throw yep. it on YouTube and get a million listens and shit. So how, uh, in your experience, how has the internet and this new technology changed the game? Because you, uh, you now are currently with uh daddy x on yes. his new label uh yeah on his new label united, united family correct yes sir all right so uh what what kind of different avenues are you taking what changes have you seen personally being in the game for so long um you know i've seen like good sides of it and bad sides of it and i don't mean bad sides i just it's it's uh the good sides of it are that again it allows you so many platforms to um to release your music on. I think the distribution side of everything is, is really the biggest, biggest part of it because, you know, aside from just your will to create and keep creating and, and you're, you know, being able to put things out like that is insane. You don't have to, you know, you can set it up as long as you want or just release it right there or whatever. And, and that, like you're saying, that was never available to us. Uh-huh. We always had plan things way out and everything was like oh no you can't release this and, i mean i remember when it was like we had to wait you know release one record and then traditionally wait a year and a half and obviously tour on it but then wait a year and a half to, to release another one and it was just always like man what a weird like locked in kind of thing we're yeah, on a and, long uh, time frame. But yeah i think that's a big a big plus and everybody being able to release their music when they want to and again, the distribution channels, like if you're on, um, let's see, like DistroKid or not. I mean, CD Baby now actually is really far 
more advanced from when they were when we were back in the day. That was like the first place I think I ever remember was like CD Baby on online. Yeah. Um, now they have so like take DistroKid for instance because I've been researching the best. I think that DistroKid's the best all around uh, independent releasing platform. And um, actually, Eddie Ruxpin, our DJ, got me onto that. If I don't say that, he'll later be <laughs> shit on. But so I started looking into it, and they have like over a hundred different channels that when you release things, you know, it goes right to those channels. You know, be it Spotify or over to here. I mean, it's like insane, and you can set up your own. You know, thirty days out, pre-orders. I mean, it it blows my fucking mind, honestly. And uh, I think that's a super plus. Um, one thing on the other side of it, though, it has kind of saturated the the game a fair amount. Yeah, fair amount of yeah, bullshit. Yeah, pretty pretty good amount. Yeah, and it's tough to see. It, I mean, that stuff sifts its sifts its way out anyway. But it's just like a flooded flooded deal so you really have to you it, you really do have to have you know some talent behind you and and even some teams of people working for you and and so i think it's that that's about the only bad side i can see to it there's really no bad side i mean that's kind of more of a personal yeah feeling yeah but i think i think for anybody trying to provide content to to this you know vast internet that's been created and been growing over the past you know just 20 years mm-hmm it's like uh, it's hard to get it out there if you don't have the right tools and the right people. And yeah. this oversaturation makes it to where I've heard some of the greatest songs ever made by independent artists that have less than a thousand plays that, that nobody's heard. That's, that's, yeah, dude, and and no, and, and it's it, well, yeah, it's pulled out so much talent because yeah, like you said, I mean, it's impossible for people getting signed to a record label. Just as I mean, that was just I can't even believe I you know latched on and and, and did it i mean at yeah. the time at the time so, at the time you needed it but now it's like it's almost like it would hinder you to to sign for, a record deal for real you can and that's where do a lot, a lot of better by yourself you know mm -hmm. so, so uh, i mean doing your own record label yeah i mean that's always the best route because that way you don't have to just fork over a certain percent you know you can just control everything you can get most uh you know percent back and just do the best your own because you know how you want to run your own shit you know mm -hmm. it's better than having someone else saying okay this is how we're gonna do it rather than you saying okay this is how i'm gonna do it you know and all these all these things that labels used to do for you you can do yourself exactly now, easily yeah exactly all the it's... way down to making a sweet ass website or if not you can <laughs> hire a couple little uh, people to work for you you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying instead of working for somebody else man there's a big difference so it's like it's always better to, to do it by yourself until you can't do it no more by until you need a little help you know then maybe get an investor but not sign with nobody you know yeah exactly another thing about it i think is a really big plus is that you know singles were never a thing singles were something that you grabbed one song if the label liked it and then you put it out to try and get it on the radio single now now it's just like boom boom singles they worry about more singles in the album than the actual album itself. And it's smart as hell because you yeah. just keep traffic moving and then you stack your singles out and then you can release albums down the way with with all those singles on them. And that, that's just an awesome thing. So that's what I'm going to start doing here with Firestrike, be releasing um, just song by song. And uh, what a beautiful thing to have. That's dope, man. Well, I, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I could play a couple tracks here on the on the show. Hey, man, that's up to you. Yeah, man. that'd be dope. You, you Actually, wanna... uh, if you want to send them over, like email them, then uh, 
I could attach them and then they'll be uh, they'll be better quality. Oh, that's true. Instead of yeah. playing them over Skype. Okay. Yeah. But sure, uh, yeah. yeah, we could take care of that after the recording. But let's talk about that album real quick because that is slated to be released in spring. Correct. Yeah, it should be spring, but I can't trust. I, I don't. I, I just don't ever. I don't know. So we're gonna. I'm gonna start releasing tracks. Okay. That's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that's then, dope. Because it's pretty much lined up right now, so everything's mixed and done. Like I said, I had so many songs that I, I had to just. Uh, at, I just barely got done mixing the whole album. What so, was your process to like pick the songs for the album? Um, some of them just went away in my interest, which is which is horrible. You have to trust your gut for sure when you're picking your songs yeah. on your record, and and yeah, I've made the mistake a few different times. The songs where I've been like, "Why the fuck I put that on there?" But <laughs> that the problem with the time that goes by, and you if you're not releasing music uh, at, a, at a not rapid, but at a at a constant rate, you can really grow tired of some of your own tracks, even when they're the dopest tracks. And so it's a dangerous little game. Yeah. To play. Ed, you know, so I I had to I had to basically just choose the strongest songs, the strongest beats, and then make them make them make the record have some sort of you know flow to it and like a roller coaster of uh, material. So that's kind of what I did. That's dope. I yeah, because uh, you'll you'll never be able to hear it from an outside ear anyway. That's one of the worst parts about making something is that you'll yeah. never be able to hear it how Everybody other people are going to yeah. hear it. I know. You're always listening to extra shit. You're always listening to levels or like some weird thing that the beat's doing that you don't like. Yeah, you're listening <laughs> to a lot of things that people don't hear and they don't recognize. Yeah. So you're just being like so critical, and everyone's like, "Man, that's dope." And you're like, "Yeah, I was like, all right, yeah, thanks, man." Like, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm always like, they say that that's dope. I'm like, you think so? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, right. I was like, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm not too sure about this part. They're like, no, I like it, man. It's cool. Like, so, uh, <laughs> so you're known for like all of your albums kind of having a different sound. Like, mm-hmm. I know that Crook County was more like a rock kind of sound, and Nervous System was more like hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So what can we expect with Firestrike? Um, Firestrike is, is, is along, it's not along the same lines as Nervous System, but it's, um, it's definitely more hip-hop record. I would say it's an aggressive hip-hop album. It's, uh, there's a lot of super chopped out, like super fast MCing going on on here. I got, I got. Well, this one kid I got on here slams everybody I've ever heard, as far as speed. Nice. But there's a lot of fast rapping, but there's also a lot. I flex basically. I was trying to, um, again, when I was picking the songs, like you're saying, this had a lot to do with it too. Is trying to show, you know, I don't ever want to move. I don't. I'm not an artist that will like change my style to match what's going on today. I, I hate seeing really yeah. dope MCs do that. Because it's, it's going to be no good in a couple years. I know. So you got to stick to what you know the best. And what I know the best is pretty much fast rapping and chopping, chop, chopper shit. And so, but I also did some other types of songs on this record too. You know, I like to pull back and do some slower stuff, some more meaningful things. And um, so, yeah, I think it's just an aggressive hip hop album, really. And there's uh, Mike Kumagai made the majority of the beats, who's our producer for Cottonmouth and myself and so uh his sound is just hard to fuck with you know he's just the gnarliest dude ever and so i've got him making a lot of the a lot of the, most of the music and then this kid t mike from minnesota he's done some kick-ass tracks on there 
And then I, I always do a couple of my, I always throw a couple of my own on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a good album. I mean, I think it's really good. I just need to get, I just need to get it out. Yeah. Get the out because Let's be it, honest. Yeah. How long have people been waiting for this album? Oh, fuck. Five years. Mm-hmm. Damn. It sucks, man. It's a, it's a long. That's a long, long time. And it wouldn't be that long. I'll tell you another angle to it. Why? It w- again the lawsuit, the lawsuits. Those it, it really stalled everything for like two and a half. Yeah, really two and a half years. But like, but it but it turned out to be worth it because you said that you guys got your catalog correct. Yeah, yes, we got all our music. So, and that's the most important thing. And so it's really been if I if I was to look at it like from my from my own problematic stance of why it's not out is it's been a couple years. And waiting for this record because those other two and a half years I had my hands tied. Yeah, they don't really they don't really count. No, no. So it was just a it's just a nasty little hole in my in the history. But the uh, <laughs> so it's been a few years, and I'm just trying after this one. Eddie and I are already working on another record for after this one. So I'm just trying to start. I'm really ahead of myself. Firestrike is you know it's um I'm yeah I'm 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 already a, another year ahead here six months ahead trying to work on the next record because i don't want that shit to ever happen again like i don't want to have a, a halted phase i really don't have any fucking time to have a halted phase in any any form ever yeah, to the end, yeah. you know so we're only never. here we're only here for so long you right yeah. you gotta make the most of it man do the most yeah. mm-hmm. so uh right now in 2016 2017 mm-hmm. who are you watching that's currently moving in the rap game doesn't even have to be rap just in music who are you into now new music somebody it could be someone you don't know just you um, know god you know it's so it's I, i'm always into the the standard like all of our peers obviously obviously i love tech nine uh-huh. and i you know i he blows me away i follow like i love ritz i like yeah, watching his progression and and um you know it's like uh, let's see, Dizzy Wright. I listen to a yeah, lot. Yeah, of Dizzy he's super Wright. dope. He sells out the uh, every time he comes here. He always sells out. So I, yeah, I've seen him a couple times dope. here as well. I just like he's on my new album, and I just I just like him a lot. He's a cool. Yeah, he has that dude. cool flow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there's this kid out of Seattle that I've been, but I but well, he's on one of the songs too. But he blows me away. His name's MC Sav from Seattle, and. Uh, he just came out with a new 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 track. Uh, I think it's called. Well, I think it's the track. I know the track's name Waves, but I think the album is. I think it's the title track. Anyway, MC Sav S A V. We're definitely have to check him out. Dude, he smashes me on this song. I sent him this song off Fire Strike, and I was like, you know, really proud of my verse. And I'm like, it was you know really good, well put together, yeah, fast yeah. verse. And he sends me this shit back, and I'm just like, dude, I can't put this on my album. <laughs> this dude just fucking murdered me. Damn. And I told Tech Nine one time we were—I don't remember which show—but I told him about this, and I was like, man, what do you do? He's like, he's like, dude, uh, that's when I had—that's what it was like for me when I had Busta Rhymes on a on a track. I just was like, oh fuck, my whole shit's just over. <laughs> so anyway, that kid, I'm—I've watched quite a bit, and. Um, yeah, yeah pe- so I, people like that are dope because they you guys challenge each other to be right. better. You know what I mean? You always strive yeah. to get that dopest verse. Yeah. And who's gonna be? Who's gonna have that dopest? It's like a friendly. Bike. It's like a friendly competition. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. watch this. Watch what I'm about to get down right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's great. So, yeah, man. I mean, I listen to all sorts of music. I, 
I listen to a lot of old Johnny Cash, and you know, I I, I do listen to a, a, quite a bit of um, I wouldn't say country music, I'd say like outlaw country shit. But mm-hmm. uh, I just you know, I listen to rap. I don't have the radio, so that's one big thing too. Is like that's I don't, a perk. It's a big perk. Yeah, <laughs> to not have it, right? Yeah, to not have yeah, it, dude. Because I really don't. Again, I live up here. Even if I was to live in like the town band, which isn't even that big in itself, but the local radio there doesn't play, you know, any of the latest shit anyway. So it's just like I really don't know what the fuck's going on out there. Other <laughs> no, underground I, I, hey, I that's mean, good. You can play one track on the. Uh, I can listen to the radio for about ten minutes and won't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I'm so lost and like I just need my CD. I like, just start feeling sad for the children. Where, hold on, where's my CDs at? <laughs> Where's my phone? I'd just be like, man, this is people requested this. I'm just like, what the, what the fuck going is going on? I'm like, oh, getting the headache. Mm-hmm. Man, horrible. Dude, I don't know lyrically what's going <laughs> on out there, man. It's All so I know garbage. is it's kind of turned from less less uh, vocal talent to more of the producer talent. Yeah. It's like, you know, what the track, how slamming that track is yeah. and how fun built up and trapped out it is you know it's just all that's yeah. where everything's gone now it's all trapping you know it went yeah, through like the dubstep and edm phase and now everything's kind of rested on trap so everyone's paying attention to drops and yeah and, and that, gotta have uh, the hottest producer i think you're right yeah it's Definitely. interesting i mean that's why that's kind of what the separation of the underground and mainstream has gotten so broad now now it's like the underground is really i mean they're two entirely fucking different lanes yeah, i mean there's way on the other side but definitely the underground is a place for me man because the mainstream i would not last a minute <laughs> i don't know if i i mean i can't say i wouldn't love to be because that would be lying but if i was to ever be i would do be like an eminem type of you know when you watched him come on and and he get just had on a no fuck attitude and it was like he fucking it was straight what he did and he never changed anything he never it was just and bleeps everywhere and that's the only way i would want to get on the radio is something right. that i you know loved i didn't create it for the radio i guess that's what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. i get that for sure so uh people people will be listening to this podcast whenever i'm not sure when people are listening it'll be available for the rest of the internet but nice. uh if they're listening to it right now you do have a couple shows coming up this weekend, February 10th, 10th and 11th of 2017. At Fullerton, yes. California on February 10th. Yep. Fullerton, California, and where's the second one? Corona on the 11th. Right. And Triz is up on that first show. Yep, shout and, out to Triz. Yeah, shout out to Triz. He's dope. That is, that's another artist I, I do like to listen to. He's, I like his swag, dude. He's fucking gnarly. Yeah, yeah. he's super dope. Yeah, right, dope. Well, we got, we, we got a bunch of people in California that listen, so... If anybody wants to go check Head out the show, uh, where are the tickets available? Um, I think they're at uh, um, ticket events. or Well, basically, you can go on to my Instagram, and I have the ticket links under under the uh, pictures. Okay. Yep, it's uh, Fullerton uh, February 10th at the Slot Bar. Fullerton's a free show. and then um, Oh, dope. And then Corona, the ticket link is under there. Okay, I, sick. I, event tickets or ticket events but um i think they sell them straight out their deals just click on that and then uh you're also going to be at juggalo day yes on the 17th janice landing dope Dope. it's gonna be gnarly i think we'll be there for both days and i'm i'm the i'm best manning for a fan um on icp's stage so uh someone's getting married there and he asked me to be the best man (laughs) that's what's up man (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. And I think pretty sure ICP is rolling out the deal for him. So we'll, uh, it's going to be interesting. Man, we'll be there be both awesome. days just having fun. I love St. Petersburg. I like going down to Florida to play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's so, dope, uh, man. so where, uh, where can people find you before we get out of here? Uh, rattle off your social medias, where you're active at. Um, it's all the dirt ball. So whether it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, it's the dirt ball, one word. And, uh, those are, those are all three. I mean, I probably, should, are there other ones? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. You can just type in the dirt ball and it'll pop up right there. Yeah. And the links will be in the comments as well. Um, we'll, Chris, we'll and throw the Chris has on. got all your links taken care of. Yeah, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I got, you don't know. I follow, on the, I follow on all the social media. So we'll, we'll go ahead and add all the links so you can just click on it and go right to his page and go ahead okay, and follow go. him. Fucking A. All right, man. Well, thanks again for joining us. Hey, man. Thank much you. love. We really Thank appreciate you for it. Thank you man. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have, to have you back when, uh, when the album comes out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's do that and, and listen to some music. Awesome. Hell yeah. Dope. All right. Bada boom. So make sure that you go in the description, find all of his pages, follow him, stay tuned for all the news about the album, all the news about the new label and what he's doing. I think that there's going to be a lot of fresh shit coming from him this year. So thank you for joining us. We love you. Peace. Natural Habitat Recordings.